Zansi's sporting milestones, moments, and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. And uh, let's welcome the maestro himself. Uh, good evening, Coach Benny. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. As I was saying, it's an honor for us to be chatting to you tonight, having given us so many wonderful memories. Good evening, Tabiso. How are you, my brother? No, we're fine. Thanks, Coach. And I hope you are well, too. Um, yes, not as well as you. I just stepped out of the dentist's office, so oh. my mouth's a little bit swollen. But yeah, I think you can still hear me okay. No, we can. What, what's the matter? Are you putting on a, in a gold, gold tooth there, Coach? <laughs> Those days are long behind me. Long behind me. No, it's just a routine check, you know. So when okay. I'm down in Cape Town, I always visit my dentist just to make sure everything is okay. So... Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's good. And we saw some pictures there. You also visited some kids. Munib Joseph was posting about it. What was happening there, Coach? Uh, Munib's got this thing going. Um, beautiful thing, you know, where he he helps kids off the street um, so they don't get involved joining gangs. And because, yeah, that's a, a, a very big problem in Cape Town. So whenever we're home, we try and, and, and have little community gatherings and you know, we organize kits and balls and stuff, and then we just have little training sessions and keep the kids honest, keep them on the path where, you know, they can give themselves a chance in life. And instead of getting mixed up in taking the drugs and running with the gangs and wasting their life and maybe not even reach 16, 17, 18. Mm. So what else do we next? So Munib's got this program where he's got within his area, so every time he's down in Cape Town, he comes down and he he'll invite he'll invite um some of us to come. So yeah, so we were all down at the same time. So we just joined in and um had some chats with the kids and that. But really good, really good. Yes, and and do you get the feeling that it all it means a lot to the kids? Do they understand what it means to have you guys just talking to them because you're also going there because of your previous experience also. Most definitely, I think it definitely sinks in because they know, they know, they know that we also from the same area. We um, maybe a street away from where they grew up, like in Manip's case. So they all know that Manip is from there. He's gone through the same struggles and what is how he turned his life around and where he, where he's at now. So you know that's a that's a good part and that's the best part that you want to follow because. You're making something of your life, but you're also changing a lot of people's lives. And yeah, everybody knows I'm from an from an overpark, which is even more rougher mm. and more dangerous than where they are from. You know, so for me to have done to have um, to have come from where I've come come from and achieved and done what I've done with my life. So yeah, so I think if if it doesn't sink in, then I think yeah, you might as well just go and dig a grave for yourself and throw you in there. Yes, and talking about your life, Coach Benny, we know that you played in in that gangster league. It's well documented. But did you ever, when you were playing there, ever think that your your career and your life would turn out the way you did, having played around the, the top leagues in Europe, won the Champions League, played at the World Cups and at the Afcons? Only in my dreams. Only in my dreams. That was um, that was the dream, you know. But the reality was what I was faced with: uh, playing Sunday league, playing in the gangster league. And making making a thousand bucks here and there, so so that was that was my Champions League, you know. But um, so yeah, I've, I've I've had the aspiration, 
I've always wanted to, to do something special with my life, and I knew that I had the talent, but I, I wasn't sure if I was ever going to get an opportunity or a chance to showcase that. So, so yeah, so when, when I was dreaming, that was what I was dreaming about, but never reality, no way. Sure. So for me to have gone to have gone from an overpark, from the Cape Blitz, from South Africa, to go on on the platforms where I've been, that's been, you know, a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience or a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I, that I had and that I will always be grateful for. And I'm sure, you know, whoever listens to this, every young kid out there who listens to this, um... They must, they must just follow, follow that because don't ever give up on your dream because you know, you never know what's around the corner and and, and I never gave up on mine and, and and it became a reality. And and besides not giving up, Coach Benny, what does it take to not only play at that level but to succeed too? Um, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of dedication and discipline, very much, because you got to be disciplined to say no. You know, when your friends want to sit and play PlayStation all day, every day, and you need to go out running and jogging and keep yourself in shape, that takes discipline to say no to your friends. And the sacrifice that comes with it, the sacrifice meaning you're having to leave everything, everything you know, your family, your loved ones behind to go and sacrifice to chase a dream where you're going to be stuck on your own where it's maybe not going to be as pleasant as you would want it to be. Maybe you're going to be up against um, so many diversity challenges in life. So, yeah, you've got to sacrifice all that and you've got to be disciplined, focus enough to that's what you really want. And if you can do that, you can succeed. And for you, how was the jump? I mean, from, from Cape Town Spurs, Cape Town Spurs, and then all of a sudden you find yourself at Ajax Amsterdam in, in Holland. Well, Cape Town Spurs was even uh, was even a higher jump. <laughs> I went from seven stars. Uh, you know, I was only on loan at Cape Town, Cape Town Spurs yes. for a short period, but I was contracted to seven stars. Seven stars was my was my parent club. Um, so yes, I think the experience of playing in, in in the PSL with Cape Town Spurs that did give me a little bit of the edge because. I was now competing in the top flight football in South Africa. Mm. So that gave me a little bit of a taste of what's to come, you know, when I go abroad. And then um, when I went there, yeah, it was, it was, it was heaven. It was heaven mm. in terms of football wise, because I was going, I was going to a place where they had six, seven training pitches. And the fields were immaculate. <laughs> and I was used to playing in a gravel pitch, on, you know, anywhere we can find, and a bumpy pitch where you, you, you make a wrong step and then you break your whole leg <laughs> or your whole ankle falls off because of the, the pitches are so uneven. And then when, when I went there, it was just crazy. The, the level of the field, um, everything was cut perfect it's perfect so yeah so if you can't play football there and if you can't make it then yeah footballing for you so it was easier for me playing on the rough on the rough field than going to carpet yeah i stood <laughs> up like a sort of 
Well, it sounds like your attitude also helped because you clearly looking you looked at the positives when you got there. And the reason I'm saying that is that sometime last year we spoke to one of the former Bafana players and he also went to Holland and he came back early and he was telling us that ah the weather was too cold. He said the food was not great and he decided to come back after three months even when the, they begged him to go back. He said, no, no, I don't like it there. I prefer to be here in, in sunny South Africa. So your, so attitude also, I guess, plays a big role. Kidio Lekwalea. Yes, that was our guest. Yes, that's true. I spoke to him as well when 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 he was at PSV, and I yes. said, and I spoke to him about you know the importance of us making it because we were from that same generation, mm. and Kidia wasn't having it. He was just I. It was raining, and unfortunately, it genuinely was raining almost every day, and it was wet and it was dull, mm. but. It was an opportunity of a lifetime that's never going to come back again. And for me, it was just about, it ain't about me anymore. It's about my family, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, to succeed my family, I'm representing my family because I don't want to come back here and go back to an park and then maybe not live past 20 or 21. So I have to make it. I have to succeed. So I have to change my attitude. You know, mm. whether I didn't enjoy the weather, whether I didn't enjoy the food, but I wasn't there for the food or for the weather. I was there for football. And and and, and I was not going to leave that place without without being a, 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 a player for Ajax Amsterdam. So that was my goal and that was my attitude. So, yeah. Yeah. And do you remember how you were signed by Ajax? Was it because you were at Cape Town Spurs or was it because of what you did in the youth in, in Malaysia? It was more when we were in Morocco because mm. we went to the African, African Youth Champs. Youth Champions, yeah, yeah. And I think I was outstanding, if I have to say so myself. <laughs> you know, um, I was outstanding. I was scoring goals and I was um, very crucial to to what Coach says was trying to build with the under-20 team. And I was the key, the key part in that team because I was scoring the goals and mm. playing really, really well. That set us on our way to the final. So then, yeah, that's where all the invites came. And I was invited to, to visit so many teams and see where I'm mo- most comfortable at and where I, would, where I would enjoy my football the best. You know, not mm. a trial, mm. but just to see if I can adapt to 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 the new environment that I was going and Ajax Amsterdam just happened to won the, the Champions League, you know, so and a certain Patrick Clivert was a young player who was the who scored a winning goal so he was only nineteen at the time. So mm. we I was like, he's my age and he's playing in the Champions League final. So maybe that would be a good destination for me because it seems like they give young players an opportunity if you're good enough, they will play you. So then I said, okay, I want to visit Ajax first. And when I got there, um, Ajax, the uh, youth team, the reserve team, played in a friendly match against another another uh, Dutch, Dutch club. Mm. And they asked if I wanted to play. And I said, yes. <laughs> and after 15 minutes, they took me off. And I thought, oh, what did I do wrong? Like, you know, mm. <laughs> I, I rubbed them to shreds. <laughs> I ripped into shreds. I scored two goals and I had two assists. So 15 minutes, we were four no up. And then the coach said, okay, they seen enough. So they took me off. And then they said, nah, this kid's the real deal. 
Sure. But there was somebody from PSG, um, Paris Saint-Germain as well, that, that was at that match. Mm. Because I think he came to scout another player. Mm. And he saw me and then obviously he communicated with the club. And they said, listen, we were, we were scouting another player, but we've seen there was a kid that played for Ajax. And we have to jump at the, at the opportunity because apparently he's only here like visiting is not signed for IF, mm. and then they got hold of Rob Moore, and then they made an offer for Rob Moore that he couldn't refuse. So when when we went into talks to Ajax, and Ajax said that, listen, they want me, and all those long stories, but, you know, as a, as a, as a youth player, and that, and then Rob gave them the offer that he received from PSV Eindhoven, so it was match the offer or mm. we go to France. <laughs> and I has I ended up matching the offer. I was never gonna go anywhere else I wanted to say I wanted to say it Ajax, but Rob being a businessman that he that he is, he's used getting the offer from another club to bargain with them to <laughs> to bargain with Ajax and then yeah. I got myself a very, very, very lucrative offer, a lucrative contract. So I'm from signing from Seven Stars to IS Amsterdam. Yeah, my life really changed for for the good because I was earning one thousand five hundred rand. Sure. Playing for Seven Stars, you know, and mm. then now I was going to become a, a, a young millionaire. So, oh, scary. <laughs> Wow, what a story. There we have it. It's clarified then how we got to Ajax Amsterdam. Uh, Benny McCarthy, who's our guest on this Flashback Friday here on SAFM. We're just looking back at his career, his glittering career, if I must add. And I know there are a lot of you that just want to send messages to Benny. And uh, here's one that says, what a legend you have. He's one of the player, best players we've ever had. I like his confidence, his agility. Great man indeed. So let's play some of the voice notes then for Coach Benny. Uh, good evening, Benny. Uh, it's Golden here from Torkop. I've got a respect for you, my brother. Still young, intelligent, and uh, a go-getter, and a hard worker. When you were uh, uh, coaching uh, Ajax, I was a fan of Ajax. Now you are at Amazon, right behind you. Thank you. Uh, your guest there. Hello. Benny Magadi actually owes me some money. I got to a stadium 10 minutes late into the game. He already scored four goals. <laughs> so I, I, I got there and I was watching 4 nil from the beginning to the end. He already scored those four goals. That guy is a legend. And a legend, uh, our unsung heroes. That guy, I love him very much. It's my respect. This is Itumilang from Middleburg. I've got two questions for Coach Benny McCarthy. The first one is, what was your first impression about Coach Jose Mourinho? And did that impression follow through? If not, what is your lasting impression of, of him? The second question is, do you feel like you were given enough time at um, your previous club? If not, what can be done to arrest the number of seconds that coaches uh, go through every season? Because I feel like, you know, uh, Clubs are taking way too many coaches, way too early. Thank you. Okay, thanks for those. I believe we've got a caller on the line. Good evening, Michelle. Michelle, are you there? 
Hi, yes, I'm here. Uh-huh. Uh, hi, Benny. Hi, Michelle. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. All the better for hearing your voice. And so I'm just so proud of you and just, you're one of my heroes. And I just want to tell you one day, you won't remember, but you were at the petrol station. And of course, everybody saw you and then everybody wanted a selfie. And you were so patient and so kind and friendly and we all had selfies with you and it was it was just lovely. It's one of my treasured pictures and just well done. Oh, thank you so much. That is so special. But, you know, I'm only where I am because of the fans, so I can never be have a worse attitude when it comes to the fans, you know, because without you, myself, and everybody else that's in my situation, we're nothing. Oh, but you've provided us with such joy and so proud of you as a fellow Captonian. It's just lovely. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, I'm, I'm so proud and I'm so happy to hear that. Thanks, Thank Michelle. You. And I agree with you. I've seen uh, Benny even during his playing days, even after a game, win or lose, he always had time for the fans, especially in Orlando. They would keep him for some time, but he took pictures with everybody there. And like Michelle says, Coach, people will never forget how you made them feel. And we have so many wonderful memories of you and just your career. I'm going to go go back to some of the questions. I knew the one about about Jose Mourinho would come, but let me go to Colin in KZN. Good evening, X. Uh, no, I'm all good. How are you, Putpeni? I'm sharp, my brother. I'm sharp. And you? Um, I'm, I'm super too. Uh, lucky enough, in case that you are told to call the elder so put if they are just as old as my older brother. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you, Baba. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. No, thank hey, Putpeni, you know what? I thank you so much for joining Amazulu. I, I don't know as to what were the talks between you and the Zungus, but you choosing to join Amazulu has actually instilled something that I've always wanted. You see, always when I see Bloomington Celtic and the support that it has from its own local people, uh, you know, I've been in an abusive relationship with Keza Chiefs for years now. And you joining Amazulu, there's a brother of mine, Michael Zulu, from Devon University of Technology, who's, who has always been pushing us, guys, please have faith in Penimakat. Let's go and support Amazulu. Unfortunately, we're in this uh, COVID-19 thing. But I can assure you one thing. First match, spectators allowed to be it were in uh, Moses Mapita or Kings Odithin in Guamash or Princess Odithin in Umlaz or Princess Makoko in Guamash. Um, there, we have a fly, we have a big billboard of your picture. You'll see us, will be there. I like what you've done to this team of ours. You and uh, Coach Umlaz uh, from Golden Arrows, guys, what yep. you're doing to KZN teams. I'm very proud to speak about my province. Thanks, X. Nice one there. And I can vouch for you because I've got friends in KZN and for the first time they're asking me for jerseys of Amazulu. It is unbelievable. Does it, does it, do you feel that? Do you feel welcome? Do you feel appreciated in KZN, Coach Ben? I mean, we remember, I can never forget that welcome when you landed at the airport and there was that welcoming party for you. I think the biggest welcome that I've ever received was when I joined Orlando Pirates. <laughs> but this one has stopped it. Uh, That's when I stopped it. Um, you know what? Um, KZN is special. You know, I knew I've always had this, this thing in, deep inside me when I was at, when I, when I still played and I was at Pirates. Mm-hmm. That KZN, Amazulu was a sleeping giant and, and nobody was ever been able to open that. So when the opportunity came and, you know, the president shared his vision with me and he, uh, and he told me, um, 
um, what is what does he what does he want to achieve with the club? And for me, I saw this as an opportunity. No one's done it, and here's my chance to be the first guy after I don't know how many years of suffering for Amazulu and Amazulu fans. I'm the one that's going to awaken the sleeping giant. So that's why I took the challenge up, and I know every final that. That, that, that there is in this country. Every final is taken to Durban because of the fan base, because of the passion that these people have. And now Amazulu is doing well, and I want to challenge all those people that support every other team when they come to, when they come to Durban. Usutu is alive and kicking, and we want to see when the fans are back in the stadium that these people, because these players... They want to see something they've never experienced before. So when the fans are back, you know, we're doing well because we want to have full stadiums and we want to we want to compete. And that's why Amazulu is, is, is flying the way they are because they just want to see Amazulu playing in front of full, full stadiums back again. And just on that, I mean, we had Tapelo Toki the other day when he won goal of the goal of the month and you got coach of the month. And he said something very interesting that I'm not sure how long he's been at Amazulu for. I think it's about six or seven years now. And he said ever since you came, it's the first time that he actually enjoys going to training because you've just brought back that passion. And he feels like now that he's on to, he's doing something special. And obviously he's working with legends around him. But he feels like a kid again that that has remembered why he started playing football as a coach. How does that make you feel? No, it's it, 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 it super special, and I think it's heartwarming when you hear players like that. But all I all I do is I say, the way you appreciate life, that's how you have to appreciate the job that you do. You know, playing football is not a job. It's a way of living. It's your life. You can't see yourself doing anything else than playing football. So that's how they have to take it. Because when you go through life, you go through life, you want to enjoy life. You want to have fun, but you also want to achieve a lot of things. You want to achieve your goals and that. Now, when you play football, you are one of a very special, a very special group to be selected to play football. Because there's millions and millions of people in South Africa that would love to be in our shoes, but we are the ones that that are there. So we have to enjoy it. Because come here, you have to enjoy it. You change your environment, you know. So, so that is what I change then I, I, I make them see that you can still play one of the highest pressure jobs, but have fun with it, you know, and, 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 and that's what they do now. So they come here, wake up in the morning, you can't wait to get to training because you can't wait to see your, 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 your teammates and your friends' faces. And then you look forward to what, 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 what training session is out there. It's not having fun. It's about enjoying ourselves. Most important, it's about learning and it's about bettering ourselves in what we were yesterday. So that's all I've changed. And these guys are putting in the effort. So, you know, so it's working very well. Okay, I was going to go further into Amazulu, but I believe we've got, uh, we have to take this caller on the line. Good evening and welcome to SAFM. Uh, Good evening. Oh, no, I know that voice. Is that the president of Amazulu? (laughs) It is, eh? No, I know that voice even from our days on Power FM. Good evening, President. Th- well, thanks for calling us. Thank you for listening, firstly. 
Well, uh, thank you for hosting Benny McCarthy in the ATM. Mr. Area. President, hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm as good as gold, Benny. You know, it's it's so nice hearing you talk with such passion. Mm. And it's even more pleasing to pick up the positive response that uh, uh, your arrival at Amazulu has uh, has uh, inspired among um, the, the, the faithful and even those who wanted the slightest excuse to support Amazulu. And I must tell you... Um, that you you've brought magic to the team. Um, not only do players want to play for you, um, but they are wanting to achieve greatness under your mentorship and under your stewardship. Um, we at Amazulu, not only the owners, but uh, the long-term supporters of Amazulu uh, are grateful for uh, trusting our vision and for coming in and not disappointing. Uh, What is even more important, um, I don't want to monopolize uh, the moment here, but what is even more important is that uh, Benny came on board and he said, the squad you have, they look very good. I need to reorient them. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't come on board and say, I want to dismiss these players, I want to fire these, I want to bring in my own players. Uh, quite frankly, thus far, only one player that he's brought on board uh, as a loanee mm. from um, uh, Cape Town. Um, and he's really just made these people to believe in themselves, to to operate at their optimal best. And for that, Benny, I, I, I really thank you. Sure, thanks, uh, President. I'll let Benny respond. I wasn't sure if you were calling in as a fan or as a boss, but <laughs> I'm sure it's a bit of both. But just before I let Benny respond, President, for you, I mean, why did you go for a Benny McCarthy? Why did you have a faith in a in a in a Benny McCarthy? And you've treated him like 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 the crown jewel that he is. We saw the welcome, we spoke about it, and we've seen your relations even after matches or before matches that you really respect Benny McCarthy. He's not just an employee of Amazul. Benny is a brand. Um, he's a brand. I think um, he's worked for his brand. We have not made Benny. Um, and what we liked about Benny is that uh, he he hates losing. He's not a sore loser, <laughs> but he hates losing. Uh, and, you know, that passion um, is what we needed to get this sleeping giant to wake up. I wanted someone who the players will respect, even those who have got uh, big accomplished uh, brands of their own, who we know they can't tell him anything because uh, he's accomplished everything that they can. Um, And uh, we wanted someone who, uh, one, will believe in our vision. Guess what? When he said we want a top four position, um, he said, that's not ambitious enough. We can do more. (laughs) Um, and I said, yes, that's what we wanted. Um, and has he put us in a position where we think our top four position was um, unambitious or not ambitious enough? <laughs> of course, of course. We wanted that kind of uh, high-impact person. Uh, and in Benny, we could not have asked for more. Uh, and, and, and quite frankly, uh, he's a son of the soil. Nothing pleases me more than giving a black person 
uh, what he needs and expecting outputs from him, and he does just that. And Benny is is a proud son of the soil. Um, and we're very proud of what is accomplished for us. And uh, quite frankly, people of Kwasi Natal consider him to be their own son. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm very glad that he's acclimatized very well in Durban. Um, you know what? Whether you're talking to Indian people in Durban mm-hmm. or you're talking to uh, colored people in Durban or uh, Zulu people in Durban uh, or white people, they just love the fact that Ben is associated with Ramazulu. So he's done wonders for us in terms of our outreach to communities where Amazulu did not have support before. Yeah. So he's a, he's a powerful brand, very important for the building or rebuilding of Amazulu, or what you call the rebirth of a warrior. Yeah, no, and he's made Amazulu fashionable again. Coach, I'm sure you want to respond to the chairman, or the president, rather. <laughs> my president, my El Presidente, um, thank you for those amazing words. And yeah, you can see, you know, just from the president phoning in and, and yeah. conversing with us on, on, on the show, that's our special relationship that we have, you know. Um, yeah, now the president, he, he sold me. He sold me on, on his vision and um, his ambition because that's exactly what I go through in my life. From a young kid, I've always wanted to be someone someone important in, 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 in life, and that was through the gift of playing football. And now as a coach, I have the same ambition, and, and when, the, when the president called me and he spoke to me and I was already sold, that's what he, what he told me because it wasn't about arrogance. It wasn't about um, being um, assured of yourself or cocky. It was just very honest ambitious ambition, but achievable ambition. And that was that was just all I needed to hear to 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 to, to get myself on board and take up the challenge. And the, the, the president wanted a top four top four players and I could see the players that the, the, the capabilities that was in that team it just needed the right person to tap into the right mindset and that you can even compete beyond finishing fourth in the league. So yeah, so so so, so that was that was um the project and it's um it's a twenty thirty two project, a twelve year project and I hope maybe the president will kick me for saying that, that I will still be very much part of, of that 12-year project because his, his, his ambition for me is to see me coaching Europe and that. But me, I want to make this Amazulu the powerhouse that it could be and that it should be <laughs> up there with the Sundowns, the Chiefs and the Pirates. Well, you are up there with them, just a point behind uh, Pirates now and just four of Sundowns, obviously, uh, six of Sundowns rather, we obviously have played two games left and way ahead of Kaiser Chiefs at the moment. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll continue our conversation with Coach Benny McCarthy. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Okay, we've got more voice notes. Good evening, members, Tabiso, Katleho and the team. Uh, at SAFM. Guys, uh, I just want to compliment Benny McCarthy for the maturity speaking. Uh, I want to say, Benny, uh, I have knew you since you were a player and now you are a coach. You are speaking 
mind, you are speaking sense, you are speaking attitude which our soccer players should have and and by by that attitude benny i i i i wish you luck man and not only into uh, coaching uh, uh, amazulu but being a great coach in your career and I, I i hope other coaches in south africa and those who are assistant coaches uh, are listening to what benny is saying he's, he's encouraging youngsters and I, I wish him well. I, I think we need such coaches in, in, in South Africa for the future. I thank you and thank you, Benny. Thanks. Thank you for that. I think it's Cabello there. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, there's so much to talk about with Coach, Coach Benny. Somebody's asking about uh, Salta Vigo. Somebody's asking about Porto. Coach, when we look at back at just at your playing career, I mean, from Ajax, Salta Vigo, Porto, Blackburn, Rovers, West Ham and Beckham and Orlando Pirates, is it... Is it safe to say winning the Champions League was your biggest highlight, or do you have any other highlight of playing in Europe? Oh no, um, my whole my whole career has been special because I think um, every club every club that I played for has its special moment. You know where I've I've learned something, I've achieved something, I've, I've accomplished I've accomplished something. But I think the thing that stands out the most was, uh, of course, when, when we South Africans, when we watch Champions League football, you see the teams that's in the Champions League football. So in order to win that, oh, you have to be super, super, super special. And you have to play for one of the power, powerhouses in, in European, you know, because of all the great teams that's in the Champions League. So... To have won the Champions League with FC Porto, that highlight of my career, and um, the the best part as well. Um, as much as I've achieved so many things at Ajax Amsterdam, at Orlando Pirates, um, Blackburn Rovers, mm-hmm. but Porto Porto is right up there because they ain't they ain't better than winning the Champions League. Yes, and we had a question about Jose Mourinho also, and uh, there's a, there was a young coach called uh, Tando Zulu that we assisted, uh, I think, three years ago. He had to go to a coaching course in Portugal, and he was, and he eventually we raised money, and he went there thanks to the listeners. And when he was there, he was in the same class where he was being met, lectured by Jose Mourinho, and he said when Jose Mourinho found out that he was from South Africa, he gave him so much attention, and they even spent time even after the class and the sessions just to talk about football, and obviously to talk about you, Coach Benny McCarthy, and the was a question about Jose Mourinho. You played under him. How do you describe your relationship and the manager that he is? Um, I've got the biggest respect in the world and I know maybe at the moment his coaching career is maybe a little bit up and down but for me he will remain the best coach I've ever played under, the best coach that I've, that I've ever seen in action because first of all he showed me the human humanitarian side of him. You know, when I was going through the toughest time of my career, suffering racist abuse, playing in, in, in Spain, and I didn't really have a, 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 the, the best time of my of my life. And all I wanted to do, I wanted just to go back to South Africa, to go home and just re- resurrect my career at home. But I stuck it out. And then I, I was thrown a lifeline when I went to Porto. And... I got there at the same time as Jose Mourinho, and for the first time, I've experienced 
um, a coach from a different race or different color than me didn't see that there was no color. There was just the, 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 the human race. Where he put his arm around me with something that I wasn't used to since my time that I have arrived in Europe. Um, and yeah, I was, he treated me like everybody else. There was no, you cut, you see the same blood, and I was just, the, I was just the player like everybody else. And I think that's why I think I've, I've, I've excelled because I've, I felt like I was accepted, you know, and mm-hmm. he was the coach who first showed me that 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 was possible, that, you know, there's no difference between between the colors and the race of where people is from. But it's just, you know, you you you, you have the humanitarian side to you. And, and then obviously on the football pitch, he was a genius. He was a genius. And when you work hard, if you do what he says and if you do the right job, how he wants it, you will play every single match and you will excel within your career and that's what happens to my my, my, my football changed and it elevated so for me I don't think I've ever experienced anyone to do that in my career so yeah for me that's how high I, I, I regard this man. Is it someone you're still in touch with? Yes I actually am very much in touch with Coach Yep. <laughs> And I, I, I know when we talk about that Champions League run, everybody talks about those two goals that you scored against a, a Man United. And everybody forgets that Quentin Fortune also scored in that game. Do you guys ever chat about that? Because you overshadowed him scoring in that game. No, you know what? During the game, I was actually having conversations with Quentin. And we were just talking about the irony of, did we ever, ever, ever in a million years when we were in an overpark and Quinton was in Q-Town yeah. that we were going to play in a quarterfinals, Champions League against each other and of the three goals that were scored, both of them from South African players. That was just, that was scary, you know, but that was, I think, one of the, the, the best and proudest moment, and, and, and I could, I was super proud when Quinton scored, because even though we were losing one, no, uh. but he's my boy, we grew up, we know each other from 10 years old, you know, <laughs> and we play against each other, and then he scored, and then I go and reply with two afterwards, so ecstatic, and, and, and I think it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience for any South African, because a moment like that, it's going to take some doing to ever happen again. Yes, and we remember that Porto team because we're all following it. The likes of Deco, Manicha, Carlos Alberto for me, my favorite player in that team. But I don't remember much about Nuno Espirito Santo and you played with him at Porto. Did you see him becoming such a, a good manager now compared to what is, looking at what he's doing at Wolves? Morango. That's what <laughs> his, that was his nickname, Strawberry. <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> I can say that yes. nickname, yeah. But you have to say it in Portuguese, Murango. Aha. So that 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 what is known as you could always see that he had a level head about him. You know, he was always a very thinker. Um he was a bit of a joker, mm. but he's always, you know, he, he was always very systematic 
Like when he plays, he would tell you, listen, if you come here, that one will go. So you could, you could almost see it while he was playing that this one is bound to become a manager. Oh. And, you know, and, yeah. and, and he had a lot of time because um, throughout my time at Porto, he was the reserve keeper. He was the yes. second choice keeper. So he would, he, would, he would have time on the bench to analyze the game and see situations more. And then when we come in halftime, he would tell you, listen, this, this, this moment that you did here, maybe if you have done this and that. So, uh-huh. he, you know, he was one of those players that used to observe and, 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 and participate how the game is going and then messages that he, that he gets across to his teammates. And he was brilliant. And he was one of the most best teammates that you could ever have. Okay, no, no wonder then I don't remember his playing days. He was a reserve goalkeeper, but what a manager he is. And and coach, you moved to, to England after that, but I once read somewhere, I can't remember where now exactly, that actually uh, you could have moved to Chelsea. I think Jose Mourinho wanted you to go lead the line at Chelsea, and I think they went for a daddy at Drogba, if my memory serves me right. Uh, is that correct, and how, did, how does it feel? Um, my heart was broken into a billion pieces because... Obviously, I was his player that he brought from Celta Vigo and forced Porto to, to, to buy me. Mm. So when we had the success and when we moved, when he then got the Chelsea move, he spoke to a few players that he wants to take with him on this journey, joining Chelsea. And uh, um, luckily for me, I was one of the few players that he wanted to, to, to take with. But he also he, he wanted to sign... Drogba from Marseille and had that formidable partnership myself and Drogba, you know, because he always used to speak about Didier Drogba when we were at Porto and he used to say, Poof, if I can have these two <laughs> as a strike partner, as a strike force, one has the, one has the power of a beast and the other one is, has the intelligence of, you know, because I, I was a striker but I could easily play as a number 10 with the intelligent passes and the movement and, you know, Drogba just there to break everything down. So he wanted that strike force. And then unfortunately for me, um, Porto had a bit of a fallout with, with Mourinho. So when he left, um, it was a little bit on a sour note. So Porto was being a bit spiteful and not yeah. letting players go and join, join him when he wanted him because... Carvalho and Paulo Ferreira had said the same agent, George Mendes, with Mourinho. So it was easier to get them out than to get the other players. And then Porto got sold Deco to Barcelona and said, none of the players is going to Chelsea. We can go anywhere else, but not Chelsea. So unfortunate Mm. for me, I was stuck. Okay, let's play one more voice note. Voice not? Now can you see that you penny makioman? Yele makioman. In Amazulu makioman. Penny is in the coaching area. Area! Yeah, Halagasha, one for Penny Makati. Halagasha there. 
Coach, well, you came back and you played for Orlando Pirates, but you wore your heart on your sleeve. It it, it 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 felt like it meant so much for you to play for Orlando Pirates. Some people say you had a point to prove because the Chiefs didn't take you and you wanted to go play for Chiefs. And I remember also after winning one of the trophies, the players told us that you did a party for them with all your winnings there. Why did it mean so much for you to play for Pirates after all that you'd achieved in Europe? Throughout my life, I don't need to prove nothing to anyone. So me joining Pirates was not a point to prove a point. But, you know, when you grow up supporting one team. So Kaiser Chiefs was the team that I supported because of my dad. So, yeah, so I would have loved to have had the opportunity to play for them because, yeah, that was my heart, my passion. But when I had a conversation with, with um, Dr. Ivan Koza, um after... One sentence, he convinced me to join Pirates and why it was the wisest move to join Orlando Pirates for my legacy, for everything else. And, and, and yeah, how can you say no to, to the chairman? Sure. You know, the chairman has this unique, when he speaks <laughs> to you, he just throws you in. And yeah, when he opened his mouth, I was sold. And then um, I joined Pirates and it made me see what could be achieved and the perception that I would get back from South African fans, because obviously what happened in the past with Papana, mm. so things wasn't really the best for me at that time, you know, mm. knowing with the South African public, um, unpatriotic and all that. So then joining Pirates, this was my chance to show people that, you know, that I'm a South African and, and there's nothing prouder than me playing back in my home country and giving back and showing everything that I've learned abroad and what I could what I could achieve. So when I joined Pirates, it was just there to go and showcase and teach the younger players how to be a, a, a top professional and how to how to make the most out of your short career that we have, you know. And we wanted to have fun, but we wanted to be successful and and like. Like the chairman said, um, I'm not a sore loser, but I hate with the passion losing. So, yeah, I was, I was driven. I was, I was hard. I was feisty on all the players because I demanded. I wasn't joining Pirates to come and have a holiday. I was joining Pirates to make a statement. They won the trebles of the previous year, so now I'm here. We we either bettering that, or we, we we also achieved the same what they've achieved. So that was the goal, and there was nothing and no one that was going to stand in that in that way. So so that's that's how that's how we went. Yeah. But when there was time to have fun, we have fun, <laughs> and 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 yeah and. The chairman used to complain a few times about the antics, but he appreciated the fact that we weren't getting drunk on street corners, on individual. It was all done as a unit. You know, we used to go out, the whole team goes out, everybody goes out together and we look after each other. You know, we make sure that we get home safe. And that's what, that was the spirit, that was the attitude that we had. And yeah, so when I got the... Um, um, at the Telcom, I was player of the Telcom mm. of the of the tournament and um, top goal scorer of the tournament. So yeah, so 
we it get bonuses, I think 100,000 rand for being player of the tournament mm. and all the other players. Charlie got his bonus, his 100,000 bonus for being midfielder of the tournament and Monique Joseph was best goalkeeper of the tournament. So they get to keep their money and then they said, hey, Partying with your money, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was a party. Just one yeah. last question because of time, because we are out of time, coach. Are you surprised that your record as Bafana's all time leading goal scorer still stands? And is there anybody that you thought would take it from you? And how do you feel about that? Oh, we lost him right there. Okay, no, we do apologize for that. We've lost him right there, Coach Benny McCarthy, and we can't go back now because it is time for, well, let's have to, we have to go to news. I can't believe that his record still stands. And also, I wanted to ask him about 2010 World Cup uh, when he was left out because we spoke to one of the technical team or one of the support staff when we're celebrating 10 years of Bafana Bafana of, of 2010 World Cup last year and they said that Benny McCarthy was never left out for footballing reasons I mean was never left out for fitness reasons like we were told at the time and actually even the doctor said he was very fit very very fit at the time Dr. If if I remember correctly and it was just not a decision from the medical staff or it was just a decision that was made by the coach and unbelievable because we thought Benny would be at 2010 World Cup with all his experience and by the way I also had folklore has it that when he played at Orlando Pirates, all his salary went to his family, went to his family, and you can believe that now with what he did with his money. Apparently, whatever he was getting, he was playing for his family when he was here in South Africa. And what a guy! And that's why we brought him back here just to give him the respect that he de- deserves and to highlight what he's achieved in South African football. There's so much, or in just world football, there's so much that Benny McCarthy has achieved, and we were never going to be finished his story in an hour. And it's just an honor for us, and we are blessed, and we don't take it for granted the fact that we can speak to our heroes and our idols on this platform that we have.